Welcome back. Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. You know, uh, Jim sent me during the uh, during the break, we were talking about the tornado warning in the area, and you can hear, uh, you open the door up outside, you can hear the sirens going crazy. And uh, one of the things he said was, it's just God wanting to take you out. He tried to do it with he tried to do it with lightning in Eau Claire. Now he's trying to do it with a tornado in Brookfield. He just doesn't want you around. Jim, you might be onto something there. I get it. I, I don't necessarily think that I'm the uh, the cat with nine lives, but uh, but I get it. No doubt. I'm just wondering if we could like if we could get you hooked up on the phone and then you just walk around the neighborhood for two hours and see if you avoid all the trees. You know, here's the thing. That'll be good content. Uh, I, I have the truck outside and, well, as opposed to parking it inside, duh. Uh, the truck's outside. It's got one of those um, where you can plug in, you know, a power outlet. Yes. And I can, uh, because of, and God love Trevor, our engineer. He's fantastic. Because of the box that he built me with cell capability, I can actually do the show kind of almost anywhere as long as I have a good cell signal. I could drive around and do the, do the show while I'm driving. You should go storm chase. I've, you know, I've, I've thought about that when I was like a kid and growing up back in the days. Now, I don't know if you ever had this in uh, Philadelphia, but uh, did you ever grow up in a car that had a CB in it? A what? A CB. What's a that? A Citizens Band Radio. No. The old Smokey and the Bandit trucker radio thing. This is before we had cell phones. So uh, when I was younger... I had a CB in my car, and I think a lot of kids did. A lot of people back, you know, in the early 80s, you know, to late 80s. And uh, when storms would come to the area, yeah, I, I jumped in the car, man. My friends and I, we all had CBs in the car, and we would all talk, and, you know, hey, here's the storm. here, And if, especially if it was like tornado warnings. I kind of did that. I was always drawn to that. I always felt that if I didn't go into this, I probably would have became a meteorologist because I was fascinated by weather, always have been. Uh, it's funny because Kristen calls me Weatherman Bill because I'm always looking at the weather. I'm always looking at the radar. Um, and I, I listen. Uh, I, uh, Mark Baden uh, over on uh, Channel 12 and the guys from Fox 6 and my buddy Drew Burgoyne at CBS 58, I learned a lot from and listening to about different cloud fronts and structures and self cloud or shelf clouds and all that kind of So I, I, I'm kind of nerdy that way. So, yeah, if I wasn't doing this for a living, I'd probably be doing weather for a living. At least your batting average in weather doesn't have to be the same as it is doing sports talk. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel like you get ripped harder. Maybe it's a Philly thing. There are a lot of people back home that rip the weather people to shreds because they yeah. get it wrong. Right. Um, and you know what? I, I understand that. because Here's the thing. When you wake up in the morning, all you're looking for is that day or maybe a couple of days. Now, when I'm traveling or the motorcycle ride comes up, you know, I want to know, and I start looking 14 days out, and I start looking at that guesstimation. But what really makes you mad is, say, on a Thursday, they say, you know what, it's going to be a beautiful weekend, you know, 75, sunny, you know, a few clouds come Sunday, and all of a sudden on Saturday you've got rain. That pisses you off because you're like, what the hell? Well, you know, I plan my weekend around your Thursday forecast, so I'm going to ride, I'm going to take the boat out, we've got everything together, we got our coolers, we got our friends. We're going to tie up. The, and all of a sudden, Saturday, it's raining. And you're like, that's when I get mad. I'm like, you, you know, you. And I come up with some really graphic analogies. <laughs> so hmm. that's when I get mad at the weather people. Otherwise, they're, they, I mean, they're usually pretty right. 
you know. But even look at the forecasters for that uh, Hurricane Ian. Remember, it was going to be Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is going to get hit. It's heading right for Tampa Bay. Start the evacuation process. Consider moving the football game. Tampa Bay, you are in the crosshairs. And that thing went, nope, we'll take a left or take a right. And went right in to the, you know, Naples, Florida, Myrtle Beach area in that down there. Or Fort Myers area, excuse me, Fort Myers area. It just took a right. And they didn't really see that coming. And next thing you know, it's Fort Myers, it's Naples, it's, you know, Marco Island, it's all that area. And Tampa Bay got wet. You know, they didn't, but they never saw the brunt of the hurricane. As a matter of fact, they didn't get really much of a storm surge at all because they were on the backside. And if you saw the pictures, Tampa Bay, the actual bay of Tampa Bay, drained. Did you see that, Ben? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. It drained. Yeah, it, it, the water got sucked out to sea. And people were actually walking through where the bay would be of 10, 15 feet of water. They're just walking around on the sand. And just because it's just a, a, an unbelievably weird phenomenon. It is getting nasty outside now. Woof. Things are hitting the windows now. So anyway, that's our weather update for the day. I re- like, there you go. Listen, the podcast is doing well. Ratings working. I really think a breakthrough could happen ratings-wise if we somehow stream you storm chasing. Uh, while getting hooked up on the phone or something. Yeah, yeah, I got to take a video of this because it's it's it whatever whatever I'm getting it's uh, it's hitting now because this is this is pretty brutal. I'm I, you know what I'm worried most about is maybe I'll turn the camera around. I'm worried most about right now about the uh, the roof of the tiki hut leaving. <laughs> that would I'm not kidding you. You know a tornado may send me to the basement. But if I lose the roof to my tiki hut, I'm running through the neighborhood trying to track it down because that's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. And I just got that thing installed last year. That would send me racing. Oh, God. So, Anna protects the big screen TV and the tiki bar. So, Peter's talking about help. Aaron Rodgers, and you just hear you just start screaming in agony right. as the tiki bar roof flies oh, across your back. the tiki backyard. bar. We're, we're losing the liquor, not the liquor, you know. Which would be the typical Wisconsin reaction. Oh, God. it's almost like uh, if you go back to the... I can't even bring up the movie Animal House. Did you see Animal House? Yes, of course. Okay. When they they trip and fall and the guy breaks all the all the uh, the Jack Daniels bottles and Bluto goes nuts. The bar! They took the whole effing bar! That's me sitting outside in the rain yelling at God. How could you do this? You took the bar! The whole effing bar! That would be me screaming out into the wilderness. That that's that's what I uh, that's what I'm pissed off about. So anyway, um, hello windows boy. and doors though probably strong enough to keep the flying tiki bar out of your studio. Uh, yeah, uh, this would be a great commercial for Pella at this point because if you've ever seen those Pella commercials when they show like the the you know the the sun coming in and doesn't fade anything, and then obviously the weather and the the flying, uh, uh, the the umbrella from the patio furniture comes flying towards the window, and it bounces off the window and stays out. This would be a great commercial for them right now. I think the worst is over. The wind is really bad right now, and I can see in my neighbor's yard where things are flying. But uh, it, it's kind of gotten a little bit calmer, but it's lighter now, which maybe the, the heavier clouds and storm and such has moved off. But anyway, what a weird day. What a weird day. So if I can, uh, if I can, it's not as bad. Somebody just said, please post a video. I'll just turn the cameras around uh, during the commercial break. 
But I think the the worst part of it, because the warning in my area only goes until 12.15, the quarter afternoon. And by the time we take a break, we'll be past that. So the mo- the majority of it will be gone. But it's, uh, it's oh, there goes a tree branch. Oh, the neighbor just lost a tree branch. Not big, but significant enough. Oh, there's the alert again. National Weather Service issuing a tornado warning in your area until now 1245. 1245. Oh, wow, there you have it. So, just another day. Just another day in paradise, you know? We will turn the cameras around when we get a, get a chance. I don't have a headset on, so I can't walk around the room. But you're getting play-by-play. This is pretty boring-ass stuff, isn't it? It really is. Again, <laughs> similar to getting struck by lightning as a way to die on air. Yeah. That's top the tier. Thing, yeah. You know what? When The lightning thing put us off the air, though. Now, I'm waiting. If we lose power, then I got to go generator in the house. And since I had the generator on the other day when we lost power, uh, I got to I think I might have to fill it up. I got to put the diesel fuel in it because I didn't fill it back up and it's may not start right away. So I might have to go down and start it. But but because uh, I don't have one of those Generac generators that kick on automatically. I've got a smaller Generac gener- generator. You got to, you know, you pull the handle to and it just pops on. But because I didn't fill it up. So this is scintillating radio. I'm even boring myself at this point. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to find us, go ahead and do it. This one is from Frank. Frank says, hey, unit, stay safe. We almost lost you once. Don't want to lose you again. He says, uh, when it comes to Joe Barry and that defense playing soft, does Joe Barry get a fire lit under him by Matt LaFleur? I'm really anxious this week to see what style, if you will, of defense if they change it all or if they just have their way up front. I mean, really, your defense can be dictated upon um, the ability to, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, the ability to win in the trenches. If you can win heavily in the trenches, then you should be pretty good. You don't necessarily have to, quote, dial things up. So if they win in the trenches, you don't do that right away. But if they can't, then yeah, then you would have to play aggressive. Now, what I'm most interested in, let's say the Packers do get a lead, any kind of a significant lead, and they are playing with, say, a 10-point, 14-point, 17-point lead. Does Joe Barry go soft? And we watched, as we watched the Giants go up and down the field, does he go soft and do we watch the Jets go up and down the field, churn up yardage, take up time, where time actually becomes the, the, the enemy more so than anything, but... Do, do we watch them do that? Or does he say, no, 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 We're going to take the heel of our boot, we're going to put it on your throat, and we're going to choke the life out of you and, and kind of stick with what got you there. That, that's kind of what I'm, I'm interested in seeing out of this defense. If there's a change in that area, that's what I'm most interested in. 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from Jesse. Jesse says, go to the basement. I live in New Berlin really bad right now. Uh, Jesse, I'm just west of you, so maybe what's hitting you has already passed me. At least that's what I'm hoping for, uh, because it's getting a little bit calmer and a little bit lighter here at the at the house. Uh, Dustin says, and Dustin's in Lacrosse. He said, uh, just north of Lacrosse. He said, I lived through a tornado a couple of years ago. They're no joke. If the sirens are going off, you should be heading to the basement. Thank you, Dustin. 
I know. No one I has any thought of how I am. I'm doing well, people, by the way. Yeah. Well, I think they know <laughs> you're in Madison. You're okay, right? I mean, what's it, the, the weather in Madison right now? What, rain? Some yeah, it's kind of it's nasty out. Just a Is little it okay? Rain. Okay. But if you were in the same bu- if you were in the same building, something just hit the side of the house. If you were in the same building, then of course we would be saying, you know, Ben, uh, you know, Bill and Ben, take care. Um, Bill's going to the basement. Ben's going to do the show. <laughs> That's what I I kind of wanted to continue that bit. At least convince people I was yeah. actually there. And okay. then when you see, went to seek shelter, I would just stay in the crosshairs. Now, yeah, here's the other thing: is that uh, the you you are when you talk about the pillow windows and doors because to my left. Uh, which is to the camera's right in the Bud Light live stream, uh, huge patio door um, in, in this particular room and where the studio is. And right directly across from me, where right behind where the camera is, is another huge bay window. So I am surrounded by glass and windows in this area. Uh, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back. And uh, if there's anything to videotape, I'll go videotape it. Otherwise, we'll just get ready for Peter Bukowski, Bukowski who uh, took a beating yesterday in the world of Twitter. So uh, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Right now, they are protecting me from the elements outside. I feel safe. I feel sound. Uh, and uh, because of the Pella Windows and Doors and being that insulated and, and you don't hear any of the wind other than seeing the debris fly by. But uh, they're good stuff, man. This is probably the best commercial I could get for Pella right now than anything. Uh, I think if the house got hit... Uh, the house would be falling over, but the Pella windows and doors would be still standing. That's how strong they are. Uh, I can't say that for officially but because it's never happened, but you know what I'm saying. They're that good. Uh, call our friends over at Pella windows and doors. P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. Go to PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That is 855-PELLA-WI. Again, 855-PELLA-WI. Uh, Wow. 855-PELLA-WI. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Peter Bukowski coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. of the weather is pretty much passed, but uh, I went outside. Uh, if you follow me on Facebook, go to Facebook Live uh, or Facebook.com uh, slash The Bill Michael Show. And I did a Facebook Live out on the uh, out on the deck next to the studio and showed you kind of what you know I'm looking at, so to speak. So you can kind of see it for yourself. Anyway, that being said, uh, it looks like the worst of the weather has passed. It's moving towards the Milwaukee area and eastern Waukesha County area and other than just driving rain right now and a little bit of debris, everything, at least where I'm at, pretty good. So not a bad way to go. Uh, joined now by our buddy Peter Bukowski uh, from the uh, Locked on Packers podcast. You can find him at Peter underscore Bukowski. Joining us on the hotline. Pete, how you been, buddy? 
I'm I'm good though. Glad you're okay. That was that would have been uh, crazy if something had, had happened while we were on the air. <laughs> you know, it makes for great radio though, because then people be chiming in and they'd be looking, tweeting, and facebooking and all kinds of stuff trying to find us. And who knows? Maybe we do a show wherever I land, whatever house we land in. That's where we do the show at next time. So maybe it's we turn it into a promotional gig in some way. Peter, uh, you posted <laughs> some stuff yesterday and took a beating, man. <laughs> Yeah, the first time that's happened, Bill. Right, I know, right? I get it. The uh, Now, give me, okay, for people that did not know or didn't follow, which I can't believe they didn't, but tell people your statement and what you said and what you were talking about. Well, so, the, to me, seemed relatively straightforward, and that was that Aaron Rodgers is playing like uh, a quarterback who publicly feuded with his team, um, then uh, choked in the playoffs, did not originally commit to playing the season and did not feel like it would benefit his team if he showed up to spring practices or, or practiced outside of, um, you know, the, the official mandatory necessary practices with his rookie receivers or his new weapons like Sammy Watkins, who are going to have to be a big part of this team this season. And that's how he looks. He just looks like a guy who's not on the same page with his guys and it, it like I don't know why that seems weird to anyone. It was it, this happened last year, and you can say he was the MVP last year, and he was, but he was the MVP because of the way that he played the last eight games, not the first eight games. Go back and look at some of those box scores. Go back and watch the highlights of some of those games. Aaron Rodgers in this offense did not click in the first eight games that well, and that was with Devontae Adams, with Marquez Valdez Scantling, and a lot more continuity than they have this year. So, okay, let me let me start with the offense. Uh, I had said yesterday and the day before that the offense, you know, you, you don't have Devontae Adams walking through that door, as we all know. So, to me, is the offense fixable? And I said, no, it's not going to be fixed. It can get better, but it's not going to be fixed because you don't have that level of talent. Do you agree? Well, it depends on what your, your definition of fixed is, right? Like, can it be good enough to win a Super Bowl? I think the answer is yes. But it's going to require a lot more from Aaron Rodgers in terms of his level of play, and it's going to require a lot more of the, the guys that are out there on a consistent basis. And I don't just mean the skill position players. I mean the offensive line has to play better. I think they need to consider a change at right guard. Royce Newman continues to be a major negative in pass protection. The, the Packers by Pro Football Focus charting um, of the six offensive linemen who played heavy snaps, so that's the, the starting five plus Josh Nyman, they allowed five total pressures. Royce Newman allowed four of them. Like It's just so obvious that he is the weak link on this offensive line, and you have options. You have Elton Jenkins, who you could slide back to guard. You have Zach Tom, who played really well in the preseason, did not give up a pressure all preseason, and they're just not like they're just not doing that yet i think that's something that they have in their back pocket and maybe we see a change made when david bakhtiari can go to um, a full kind of schedule i'm a little surprised we're not there yet and and i think we're a week or two away from being concerned that he's still not able to do that i look at these when i go they're open guys are open the scheme is really good the 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 concepts are really good even though they're calling you know the same there's a great Acme Packing Company piece about how they ran the same concept three times on the drive. And, you know, they're just for these little reasons, things are not quite clicking. The RPO game is good. The short passing game is good. When Aaron Rodgers allows this offense to function as it is supposed to, the offense is good. 
it's when he decides, all right, well, forget the progressions. I just like Alan Lazard one-on-one here, and so I'm going to make this throw. If those were completions, you'd say okay. If that was Devontae Adams, you'd say okay. But it, they're not, and that's the problem right now. I, I think I think on the, on the field, they can get this stuff fixed, but they're not going to be the top five offense that they were last year in all likelihood. I, I think that's okay, but it, it's not, it's not, you know, what we're used to seeing. Um, do I think this week we're going to see, cause it, it seems to be kind of ebb and flow where one week they're going to run the ball. The next week they forget how to run the ball or at least forget to give it to the running backs. <laughs> you got very, you, I mean, you had comments from Aaron Jones and, and maybe he's just feeling, feeling it because He's now a veteran, and he's pretty damn good and pretty well-recognized in the league. He basically called out the play calling. I have a feeling this week you are going to see a much larger dose of the run game. Do you? I think they'd like to do that anyway. Like, I don't think they're, they go away from the pass. I think, and I said this on my show this week, I think if you're Matt LaFleur, a lot of this offense is RPO based, and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of smart reasons for that. And that is, you have Aaron Rodgers, and so let him, let him use his big brain, right? He wants to be feel like he's in control. So every time you go out there, you've got two plays. You can can it to the to the run, or or it's a true RPO where pre snap and post snap you can decide run or pass. I wouldn't be surprised if what we saw was maybe a tick fewer RPOs where there's actually an option and some more just called runs where it's like, okay, we want to run the ball here on first down. We want to run the ball here on second and six to get into an advantageous third down or even pick up that first down on second down and, and fewer of those RPOs. I think when, when they're running against all of these nice too high looks, that's beautiful. They have one of the best, Runoff, run offenses in the league against two high safeties. There was just a great stat from Mike Renner at Pro Football Focus about this very thing. Uh, but it, you have to be able to run it even when uh, not everything is perfect. And I think that's something that I'd like to see them do a little bit more often and say, all right, rather than trying to just always be in the perfect play, there are some times when the run game is working. And so just exert your will. I think a little bit too much of this team on both sides of the ball, Bill, and this is especially true for the defense, rather than trying to get in the perfect look and adapt to everything the other team is doing, how about dictating action? How about this is what we're going to go into this game feeling like we want to do to you and then make that team react. They're just too reactionary a team right now. The the offense, I, I believe, is going to uh, kind of feature more Robert Tanyan as well. As much as I want to say, now, throwing downfield is almost non-existent because it just looks like he's, like Aaron Rodgers is just flicking it up, putting it in the area, and hoping somebody runs under it at this point. So I get you have to do it, but it almost looks like it's not even a real play. When they go deep anymore, it's kind of like, eh, whatever, you know. I think it used to be where when they went deep, you expected them to come down with a big play. Now when he throws deep, you're kind of like, oh, you're just doing it to keep the defense honest. Okay, get get back and regroup on second and long or third and long or whatever it's going to be. So I think you're going to feature more. And I, by the way, I agree with you about Roy Newman and the offensive line. I think that it, when Bakhtiari is ready to go full time, I think they're going to move Yash Nyman over to right tackle. Elton Jenkins comes in, John Runyon and, and, and Myers, and that's going to be your starting five. At least that's the way I believe it should be. However, uh, when you look at this group, 
Uh, I still think that you're going to feature the tight end more. You're going to feature the backs more. You're going to try to mix in kind of what you're doing. I agree you can win, but I don't think you have enough firepower, especially in two-minute uh, you know, kind of offense, to be able to win a championship. And that's been my biggest concern from the beginning of the season. Do you go after OBJ? I mean, I do, yeah. But I, I don't know if the Packers are going to. Um, I don't know how, how real the interest is from them. I don't know how real the interest is on, on the part of Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I, I, I heard uh, some, some rumblings last season that Rodgers was not all in on the idea of OBJ in Green Bay. Not that he was opposed necessarily, but um, that, that he didn't really feel like it was needed. Um, maybe he feels differently now. Maybe he feels like it is needed now. Um, but I also think your, your point about, about the tight ends is a good one. Let me add Josiah DeGuara, who I thought got really involved against the Giants. Um, they're using him more often as a blocker. And I, his role this season has been much more what we thought it was going to be when he was a rookie. That first game against the Vikings, he, he goes out there and he's a big part of what they're trying to get done. His ability to block has, has really been impressive this season, and I think that could open him up to more opportunities in the middle of the field. He is their most dynamic post-catch tight end, and it's really not close. Um, I think him, him and Tanyan have about the same sort of uh, like top-end speed, but the is a little twitchier. He's a little more explosive. We saw it last year in Week 18, that 65-yard um, tight end screen that he houses against the Lions. I don't think Tanyan can do that. And so this is an offense right now predicated on yard after catch. I'd like to see more Josiah DeGuara in that range. And, you know, look, I, I do think we see a fire sale in Carolina. I think there's a chance that, that they, they take a long, hard look at some of these guys, the, the Robbie Andersons of the world, maybe even DJ Moore. Now I know that would, that would cost a lot on the cap this season. Um, but uh, that, that could be something, you know, there's already some reports out there that teams are calling um, I would assume the Packers are one of those teams that have made that call, whether or not there's actually a deal to be done there. I think DJ Moore would be the perfect player for this offense. I, I do think they would certainly benefit from it. But, Bill, I, I look at this offense and I go, guys are open. And and if they have time and if Rodgers is a little more comfortable just sort of like standing in the pocket and firing, these guys are open. I think they're close. And, and you know, I'm not sure I would have said that to start the season, but now that we're five weeks in, they're pretty consistently getting these guys open on these plays. I, I like the, the structure of this offense. I like the guys that they have. But, I, like, I, when when Christian Watson is as important to this team as he is, and he's pretty important to it right now, both run and pass, and he's hurt, that makes you go, okay, maybe the depth is not where it needs to be, and maybe you do need to go out, even if it is just a Robbie Anderson who, you know, just going to run go routes and post routes. Maybe that's enough to just give you the stability that you need. Peter, good stuff as always, buddy. We'll talk more in depth about the defense next time and keep hanging in there on Twitter too, okay? All right, thanks, Bill. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Peter Bukowski joining us for a couple of minutes and uh, some interesting thoughts there. I uh, I agree. I, I don't know if I agree to the extent that Rodgers is, you know, all of that scenario has that major effect. I think that there's a lot to wrap your head around when it comes to this offense. Um, I, I wish I could put my finger on it and say, here's one specific thing we can look at. It's just there's not. There's a lot of just different things, kind of like the weather we're dealing with, the tornadic swirl. There's a lot of tornadic swirl 
around the offense right now uh, up at 1265. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break and come back. When we uh, do come back, we'll pick up where we left off. But I want to remind you, our friends over at New Mel Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders. Uh, and whether it's ED, erectile dysfunction, which they have a 98% success rate of treating. Uh, low T. Now, low T treatments, uh, I, I discovered, and they're fantastic. And it takes maybe 8, 10 minutes tops Go in, get your numbers checked. You're good to go. They can come up with a plan that's going to suit you. And then uh, the all-in-one weight loss program, which is awesome as well, but you can't do anything if you don't call, and you can't do anything if you don't follow it. You know, 30 days. They say, give us 30 days. We're good to go. And uh, everybody wants everything now in a quick fix and a pill, but it just doesn't happen that way. And it's not like you have to do a lot of workouts or anything. It's just that they've got ideas and things that really do work that they can help you with. So check out our friends at New Mail Medical, 414 414- Four five five four four five one four one four four five five four four five one, and give them a call. Tell them we sent you. It doesn't matter where you're at. Uh, there's a phone number to call, and if you're not in that area, they'll direct you to the right place. So just four one four four five five four four five one. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. I was watching on the uh, the prep baseball um, report here in Wisconsin and was made aware a friend of mine, kudos, by the way, kudos, by the way, a friend of mine, a uh, very proud guy uh, and proud papa and has every right to be uh, between Gary and, and Stephanie Jackson, uh, friends of mine, their, uh, their son, um, Charlie, uh, he has signed with, uh, uh, commits to Illinois Springfield, uh, baseball-wise. Kid can play some baseball, man. He's got a really good athletic career anyway. But uh, the outfielder, Charlie Jackson, from Waukesha West, commits to Illinois Springfield. He's a left-handed hitter. Uh, came up to number 48 in the uh, top of Wisconsin, the rankings, after a big performance this past year. But uh, kudos to him, man. Charlie Jackson. I knew him when he was just a little redheaded speck, tiny dude. Now he's heading off to college and chosen his college, playing some kick-ass baseball and uh, good stuff. And I know, uh, I know, Dad's extremely proud. Stephanie, congratulations, Swiffer, better known as Swiffer. <laughs> long, long story there, <laughs> but uh, but good stuff. And I, I know they're uh, they're excited to have their son going off to college and doing it on a on a scholarship. So, really good stuff. Very cool. Uh, it's always cool when anybody, you know, that you know their child ends up, you know, being a success like that and heading off, whether it's academically or athletically, making it into college with just good grades, what have you. So good stuff. Uh, this one's from Roy. Roy says, uh, hey, unit, talking about Joe Barry's defense, what needs to change? Last year it was Devondre Campbell and a couple of the others talking about letting us run. I don't I, – I, 
I remember the conversation about, you know, them getting together and saying, hey, we just, you know, take the reins off. Just let us do our thing. Um, I, I don't I don't know if that's the the case where they need to just take the reins off or not. You know what I mean? I I think that you've got a, a rookie in the middle that is learning. I think that Devondre Campbell, I Devondre Campbell was a hell of a find last year, had an incredible season. Felt really comfortable. Him and Preston Smith felt really comfortable, talked about the way they were able to just fly around and do their thing. And I think also, don't forget, when you're looking in the middle of the defense right now, and Devondre Campbell's on the field with Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell's kind of the, he's kind of your lookout, you know? Uh, Maybe he's kind of looking over to the other side, excuse me, making sure that, you know, Quay Walker's right place, right time. Quay Walker's not great against the run. Devondre Campbell is much better against the run. Quay Walker is a guy that needs to be shooting the gap as a, as a, maybe a blitzing linebacker. Then you fill the gap that way, and if you don't fill the gap, then you're pushing, pushing the run to a different area of the field where somebody else can kind of clean it up. It, it's, he can go sideline to sideline, and there's nothing to say that he's not going to get better at it. It's just right now you can clearly see that there's some, some, some rookiness to him, and that's to be expected. And obviously the guys up front have to do their job as well between Jerron Reed, Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry. Dean Lowry's had a, a relatively quiet year so far also. But a, a and exactly, Pac fan said a blitzing linebacker. What's that? <laughs> 100% agree with you. He's not a guy that's continuously filling the... But I, I also think that this has been, and we've all seen it, a, a defense that has been more at least through the coordinator's eyes, more concerned about keeping things in front of you than it is about being aggressive and taking a few chances that have high reward but also high risk uh, and not putting your offense, which is not by any stretch of the imagination, performing at a Packer-like level at this point. You're not putting your offense in precarious positions. So... And again, if you can get it done with four up front, whether it's Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell, uh, Rashawn Gary, if you can if you can support Lowry, Kenny Clark, Jerron Reed, even T.J. Slayton when they put the big body up there, if you can support them and not have to blitz, you don't you don't want to. But every now and then, you know, depending like uh, Matt Lafleur said, if you rush four or five, depending on where you're coming from, is that an exotic blitz or is that just going? You know, just trying to get to the quarterback. Is it plugging holes? Are you cutting off cutback lanes? What is the purpose of whatever it is that's called that you are doing? So going very long-winded answer to I think right now you're just trying to get a feeling and trying to get, you know, the middle of that up to snuff. You're trying to make sure that your secondary is protected and safe and you're keeping things in front of you and you're not creating situations where you're playing from behind and putting the onus back on your offense because your offense doesn't have the capability to handle it right now. And I, I, I think that's probably the reality at 1265. Do I like it? No. I'm trying to analyze it. But I, I'm, I'm not thrilled with that because I, they've had opportunities to really get after quarterbacks, to get after things, and, and they've chosen not to. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, do it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Speaking of the Packers, the opening drive contest up in Green Bay and through Quick Trip, all you got to do is this. Stop into your local Quick Trip, type in your Quick Rewards number, which is your phone number. Okay, type it in. Fill up, okay? One weekly winner is going to be chosen. And when you get chosen, you are then in the drawing 
for a $10 gaf- gas card for every yard earned on the Packers' opening drive through Quick Trip, okay? If the Packers should go down and score, whether it's, say, a field goal or a touchdown on the opening drive, you can get up to an extra 500 bucks in cash on that Quick Trip card. That's not a bad way to go because you need gas anyway, so you might as well use your Quick Rewards card. Go in, fill up, you're good to go. It's that simple. And while you're there, you might as well go in and get a sandwich or get yourself something to fortify the house or your tailgate party. Heck yeah. Or just get a cup of coffee. Enjoy. The Karuba coffee is really good, too. That way you're not paying four fifty, five seventy five for some of the coffee at the specialty houses. You're going in and get a Karuba for a buck or two. And you're good to go. It's that simple. Good stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Quick Trip. Use your quick rewards card and you're in and out. Good stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are back at practice, but they won't take to the field until later in the day, coming off their trip to London. Left tackle David Bakhtiari only played in 25 snaps against the Giants. Yash Schneiman was in for the rest of the game with 35 snaps. Matt LaFleur asked if Bakhtiari was upset with that decision. Not to my knowledge. Um, I think it was just, you know, we were very mindful. That was a long flight over there. You don't plan on turf, so just taking everything into consideration, thought that that was the right thing to do for him. Aaron Rodgers says on that Hail Mary attempt on the final play, he injured his right thumb after being hit from behind by the Giants' number 53 linebacker Carter Coughlin. I was trying to dance around to get myself to a spot uh, where I could, you know, get the ball up. And there's one of those things where you get kind of rocked and you kind of, you know, after the fact, there's obvious disappointment that the game is over. And I was taking kind of a record of where I was at, uh, my body, you know, shoulders, okay, neck, okay, neck's all right, knees, okay, they're okay. My thumb is a little banged up. You got the Bennett fracture, dude? Is everything okay? Uh, I, I think I'll be able to spin it. I think it'll feel better later in the week. Rogers on the McAfee Show. Up next, the Packers host the Jets on Sunday. We're now 3-2 and two after beating the Dolphins. It's the first back-to-back wins for New York in over a year. Jets quarterback Zach Wilson breaking that losing streak. We don't even really look at the streak because I wasn't here. You know, a lot of these guys weren't here. As It doesn't have a lot to do with a lot of the guys in this room. And, you know, we're, we're focused on ourselves, building this legacy, and the expectation is just it's, it's changing, you know. We're, we're expected to come in and win and we're expected to be shocked when we don't you know and that's how the mindset needs to be for everybody that's new york jets quarterback zach wilson in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show want to remind you coming up tonight the bill michaels huddle we are going to be live we are going to be at the mecca downtown Milwaukee. The weather's going to be pretty much passed by then, so now that you come out of the bunkers, out of the house, wherever it happens to be in the area, come on downtown tonight. Uh, from 6 to 8, we got the Bill Michaels Huddle, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Going to be on tap tonight, flowing, specials, food, specials, all kinds of good stuff down at the Mecca in the Deer District. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it big time. Uh, this one's from uh, Chris. Chris says, uh, update on the poker scandal, please. Um, ben, so so we were talking about this earlier, poker's cheating allegations, which take a weird turn that, uh, as the story says, nobody saw coming. So explain the poker issue. Now, we had cheating in chess. Uh, we had cheating in fishing. We had cheating in Irish dance over in Ireland where judges were being slept with and sexual favors were being, you know, transferred 
for uh, for good scores. Now we've got we've always had cheating in poker, but now we've got um, beautiful women and flotation devices and such being thrown on the table. Yeah, that is part of it. So there's a big world of poker streaming where a lot of tournaments or cash money games are streamed live. A lot of people watch it. There are people that often play these games. One of them is named Garrett Adelstein. I don't know how he has all the money, but he is known to play very high roller games. There was a woman playing against him uh, that you had mentioned and the features of Robbie Jade Lou. They were in a hand together and both of them had absolute crap. I believe Jack High ended up winning the hand. They were both bluffing, and to the point of, I don't know, $100,000 in the pot. Right. Uh, and one made a made a crazy bluff. The other had a crazy call, and Robbie Jade Lou just kept calling, and it made no sense if you actually think of poker strategy. So many started to accuse her of cheating, of somehow accepting something from the dealer or knowing what kind of cards Garrett had. So uh, there was outrage in the poker community. This then brought a lot of people saying, oh, you cannot go at her. Uh, that is misogynistic. You can't just doubt her right. in that game because she's a woman. And then the poker hardos were trying to break down all the decisions. I don't really fall on one side of the fence here. It's just chaotic, which is interesting right. to me. And then the update that came today, an employee of the Hustler Casino Live, which is where the game was played, who ran the event, has been fired after allegedly stealing 15,000 in chips from Robbie Jade Lou's stack when she wasn't looking after the game had gone off stream. <laughs> so many are being sleuths on the internet and saying, oh, this makes so much sense. Uh, Robbie Jade Lou turns around, doesn't look at her stack. The dealer takes 15,000 because that's what the, the deal was for them to cheat together. And really, the dealer was just feeding her the cards and the information in some a secret way under the table. So, I'd, how would the dealer know what cards were being dealt? Because they're not dealt face up; they're dealt face down. Maybe that they, was always my issue. They would stack the deck so that uh, somehow I I have no idea. This is all very alleged, which is why I think it's so fun because no mm. one really knows anything. Uh, I have absolutely no idea, and maybe the dealer's just a scumbag and wanted to take some money. Yeah. It was, uh, it's interesting just kind of watching and looking at the pictures and such, but yeah. So, you know, I, I was reading the story and I agree she was good. Now maybe there's some kind of a feud between these two or there's bad blood between these two. And maybe there's a tell that this guy has, and she knew that this guy had garbage. Maybe he's got a tell. I, I don't know, but it's, uh, it, it's, you're right. It's become the poker world scandal as we continue to deal with scandals all throughout outside of the uh, actual sports realm competition when it comes to you know baseball basketball football and hockey and such there is one other piece of the puzzle the fired hustler casino live employee brian sag big Saul. tough name to uh have okay. put out there uh, the a journalist tried to follow him from the los angeles times after the uh, all of this went down and he said uh, you better leave before i stalk you I'll find out where you live, and I'll follow you, and I'll harass you. So uh, maybe some of the production employees who could see the cards were the ones feeding it to uh, said woman who is accused of cheating. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, never a dull moment. And if there's a scandal out there to be found or had, God knows this program, and Ben Kenny's going to find it.
We have had everything from anal beads in chess, weights in fishing tournaments, sexual favors being performed for those in the Irish dance community, and now we have got, uh, you know, flotation devices and cheating and such at the poker table, and we've seen that go on before, too. So there you go. Yeah, I, like I said, I rather attractive woman if you see the picture. I posted the story. I just said, now there's this. But, um, but yes, that would be something you, you may, you may want to follow before it's all said and done. Oh, we got another hour yet to go. What do we have coming up in the next hour, Ben? Anything in particular? Or are we just kind of like winging it? We're rolling. Could hear We're from rolling? LaFleur. Got Matt LaFleur coming up. Forgot about that. Today's Wednesday. Packers back on the practice field. I would assume that the weather has not affected them there and that they, as of right now, are uh, outside practicing. But we don't know. Stay tuned. Another hour of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.